0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, Labo. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you tonight. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including, of course, the Nintendo Labo that was announced on Thursday. Uh, Then, on this coming Thursday, we're going to be recording an episode about Wii Music. Uh, Mark, did they hear me right? Are we going to be talking about Wii Music? Yeah, and
1: I'm actually, I'm really excited for this. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Do we want to, like, say more? But, yeah. Uh,
0: I think, uh, I mean, it's, it's all in the name of, uh, you know, Labo kind of caught us off guard a little bit. And we wanted to explore, like, other ways that Nintendo uses its software to, you know, encourage creativity and stuff like that. So we picked up a copy of Wii Music.
1: And I think I'll just say that uh, you might be surprised by our take.
0: I would say... Because this
1: game kind of has a rancid reputation.
0: Absolutely. Um, but so, yes, check back in on Thursday for that. It'll be a good... Long conversation about Wii Music. Uh, we got a little bit of a debug from last week. Um, the baseball game that's available on the Switch is RBI Baseball 17.
1: Couldn't remember what it was called.
0: We could not, in fact, remember I what it was, it was called. it had,
1: like, Sluggers in there, Grand, maybe featured prominently. Grand Sluggers! Turned out, no. Uh, RBI, RBI Baseball 17. I think it was recently announced that RBI Baseball 18 is also coming to Switch. Hey, that's good.
0: (laughs) Um, So there are baseball games. Um, Remember, if you could please like rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff on Apple podcasts, uh, we would appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. Yeah. We've had a couple of reviews recently. So thank you so much to everyone who's done that. I haven't even noticed that. I should look. I'm, I'm a bad host. You're also good at reviewing us. I'm a bad host. Um, and, of course, you know, follow us on Twitter. We're at Nincart Society and the Facebook page. It's just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Mark, let's move on to the weather report. It's a little bit chilly. Yeah, it was really cold last night. I mean, I think we have to watch ourselves when we say it was really cold last night. No,
1: I'm, look, yes, L.A. cold, all those qualifiers, but I'm owning it. It was cold.
0: I was cold. I put a hat on. <laughs> I wore a hat indoors for a little bit. We went out to dinner. Uh, we walked, what, three blocks? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was very cold. It was too far. It was too far and too cold, um, but not, of course, compared to where our guest weather is today. Guest weather is Labrador City, Canada. Um, oh, boy. Very cold. Very cold uh, at, at the time of this recording, or a couple hours ago. Negative um, five degrees. Looks like it's snowing. Uh, not breaking single digits at any point uh, this week. So, you know, big, good luck. Yeah, big warm ups to you. Oh,
1: yeah. The warmest of biggest ups.
0: <laughs> the warmest of big ups. The biggest I of warm ups. I stand by what I say. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, I just didn't know if we wanted both to be superlative. Um, we are talking uh, about uh, Labrador City because that is where Sonic Forces is heading next. We're going international. Sonic Forces. Bringing the world together. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Bringing uh, two parts of North America together. Celebrating (laughs)
1: NAFTA. That's right. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, All right, great. Uh, Mark, let's move into what we've been playing. Wait, 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 wait. What?
1: What about the Sonic 4? Oh, yes.
0: Don't you want to... Yeah, we'll plug that a little bit. Yeah the sonic forces borrowing program you can uh borrow my copy of sonic forces it is now an international copy of sonic forces um all you have to do is email us with your address so write into nintendo cartridge society at gmail.com
1: remember to get your parents permission first if you are a child
0: and if you're an adult call your parents
1: they they want to hear from you They
0: want to hear from you and uh you know then be like hey is it okay if i give these guys my address it feels a little weird. It is it's a little weird. I,
1: I don't think it is at all. We you get think it's pe- fine. Well, I mean Have you heard of Uber? You just get in strangers' cars.
0: Oh yeah. No, that's crazy. And they have your credit card information. Yeah, well I mean they not don't the stranger. The stranger does not <laughs> But do you, who do you trust more? A stranger or Uber? I mean, neither.
1: That's why I use mm. Lyft. But also As do I. Uh, but also, 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 uh, they have your address if you're just like yeah, no, and that's like an
0: actual problem,
1: right? If, theoretically, we all seem to be fine with it. This is just to say that if you're willing to give that information loosey goosey to Lyft drivers or Uber drivers, then uh, emailing us your address to receive Sonic forces mm-hmm. for free.
0: Here's a trick: if you're worried, there's if, no risk. If if you're worried about uh, Uber or Lyft drivers knowing your address, uh, have them drop you off just down the street. Yeah, yeah. Learn, learn the address of a house just down the street. <laughs> so that way the lift driver can go to that house. Right. And sneak into that bedroom late at night. Uh-huh. This is dark. <laughs> this is dark. I don't like this riff anymore. <laughs> All right, Mark, let's, uh, let's move into what we've been playing this week.
1: We have, of course, been playing Wii music. Mm-hmm. But I'm suddenly
0: intrigued. Why is that? Looking at the show notes. Okay, so my show notes says wa- says Patrick has a surprise. So
1: I want to hear what you've been playing.
0: Okay, so I've been playing, I've been continuing to play Super Meat Boy. Um, a lot of my just sort of like, you know, grab uh, 20 minutes, grab half an hour of, of game time in the evenings has been going to uh, Street Fighter V uh, Arcade Edition, which of course I am not playing on any Nintendo console. Um, and... Uh, my record is steadily getting better. My, my best, best evening this week was I went five and seven, which felt pretty good. That's almost half. Um, but the surprise that I have for you, Mark, is I got you something today. Uh-oh. I got you a box of Super Mario, Super Mario cereal. Where did
1: you find it?
0: At the grocery store, at the Albertsons. Just, like, casually? Like,
1: you didn't have to fight anybody
0: for it? I didn't have to fight anybody for it. I didn't have to dig through any bargain bins. I didn't have to answer any riddles. I found it on the shelf. I paid a couple dollars, and I got you a box of Super Mario cereal. This is amazing. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, and
1: and uh, I know, listeners, that you can't hear it, so we could be faking it, but no, oh yeah, this no, is shake, real. shake
0: it up next to the microphone. Yeah, see? That's the real deal. Wow! Thank you so much. You're welcome. I got myself a box as well. Um, it tastes like Lucky Charms. You you've you've eaten it? Yeah, yeah, I've eaten it. Are you trying to figure out if you should
1: eat it? <laughs> I don't know. I just don't. I never thought I would. Never thought it would happen to me. <laughs> I I don't know what I'm gonna do. I almost feel bad eating it.
0: Why? <laughs> I don't know. With too much sugar? No,
1: no. That is that does not put me off at all. Uh, this is actually, I guess this is the third Amiibo I own as well. Yeah. With the Wario and Waluigi ones that you gave me.
0: Right. So you only get Amiibo when I give them to you.
1: <laughs> but they're all cool. <laughs> yeah,
0: I agree. I agree. I've got a real problem with them. Thank you so much. This is really amazing. <laughs> yeah, you, you are welcome. Um, all right. So that's what we've been playing this week. <laughs> let's, let's get into the new releases for next week and what we might be playing next week. I don't, uh, I'm
1: at a loss for words because I forgot that Lost Sphere was a thing that was coming out.
0: You, oh, okay. Lost Sphere is, is out on Tuesday, yes? Yeah, today.
1: Mm-hmm. Comes out on January 23rd Uh, for the Switch. And for Lo- yeah. those of you who have also forgotten what Lost Sphere is, it's made by...
0: Tokyo RPG Factory.
1: Tokyo RPG Factory, which is uh, a small, is it a part of Square Enix? Or yeah. are they just, mm-hmm. yeah. And they made I Am Setsuna. Mm-hmm. Uh, The reason that I kind of forgot about this is that Project Octopath Traveler seems to be doing everything
0: I want from Tokyo RPG Factory, but just better. And that, uh, yeah, and Tokyo RPG Factory is not involved in, right. in Octopath Traveler. But just,
1: like, that, like, retro throwback sort of uh, Japanese turn-based RPG-type game.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Octopath is using sprites in a 3D space, and um, both Lost Sphere and... Uh, I Am Setsuna. I Am Satsuna are, you know, not sprites. It's uh, fully um, polygon, whatever. But it's, you know, always, like, top-down and not super dynamic, like, camera stuff. Because and-
1: you you... You bought I Am Setsuna way back at the Wii launch,
0: or sorry, the Switch launch, because it was a yep. Switch launch title. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really didn't get far in it. Um, in fact, I got, like, embarrassingly not far, maybe an hour into the game. I died during the very first boss, and I was like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> well, and that's kind of...
1: Uh, I don't I, I don't think I Am Setsuna is necessarily... I haven't played it, but from everything I've heard is that it's not a, a bad game. Same with Lost Fear, Just that it is kind of like that, where it's, uh, they're both just fine. Yeah. A little bit meh, you know, like not really compelling enough to drive you to come back to it at any point.
0: Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I, I, like, I just don't know what uh in an RPG, like I just don't want another like big, you know, like mythological whatever. Like I, I want stakes I can understand or something with a sense of humor. Um, you know, all of these games are like so deadly serious. Um, and so it's just, you know, it's nice when you look at, like, the the classics, like, um, you know, Final Fantasy VI or Chrono Trigger, like, they're serious, but they also have, like, a sense of, like, fun and joy about them that's, like, evident from very early on in those games, and it, it makes them fun to play.
1: The other thing, uh, and I have not played either of these games, so I can't really... Uh, this is more just like let's these... do it. Let's no, but... talk about it anyway. <laughs> no, but this is more of these like retro throwback titles in general. Mm-hmm. Is I a lot of times I want the retro throwback stuff in aesthetics and in um, mechanics. Like I like turn based RPGs. Like I want a turn based RPG, but the mechanics have to be refined. Yeah. At this point, there's no excuse for uh, to use these old mechanics and have them feel clunky. Yeah. Cuz there have been so many games that do it well that if you're going to crib from the past, you have to crib from like the good stuff.
0: It's I I think there is a real no-win situation around uh menu-based combat though cuz like I remember loving uh the menu um combat in the original Final Fantasies and you know like I said Chrono Trigger and all that stuff. Um but like If you're just to copy and paste that into, like, now, I would have no patience for it. But if it's more, like, automated or something, I don't, like, I don't know what the right compromise is.
1: And that's fair. Like, that's a tricky balance. Uh, One that it seems like you are also having with ukulele, different genre, the same sort of thing where it's, like, are you going to make a Banjo-Kazooie? great because that's what
0: people want but at the same time like those games had some problems right and like let's let's improve on it especially like with the the years of of uh progress that we've made in the genre since then like let's just use some things to make the collecting more interesting or more fun or whatever anyways lost fear is out now great uh also out today is shoe uh, which is a kind of cool looking platformer that originally came out on um playstation 4 and vita last October. Um, it looks kind of neat. Uh, almost looks like it plays like a, um, tropical freeze. Um, but with a lot of cooler, like kind of like art assets and stuff. Oh, so is
1: it, uh, it's 3d?
0: No, 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 no 2d. Oh,
1: sorry. I mean like that kind of like, uh, 2.5 D or whatever you yeah, call it. Of like tropical freeze where yeah, are like... like, you're moving between planes and, and they're stuff. like 3d models and stuff.
0: Yeah. i actually, I'm not sure that they're 3d models. Um, I, I believe they're. Uh, sprites, but um, it looks really good. Uh, cool. I'm interested in picking it up. Speaking of uh, cool-looking
1: 2D platformers, on Thursday, January 25th, Celeste is coming out on the yeah. Switch eShop. That was something that was shown off in the Nintendo Direct Mini from just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it looks really cool. I think I will be picking up uh, I, this. I've been kind of itching for a platformer.
0: Yeah, this and- one's supposed to be kind of tough. Um, it is, but I'm it has about. the
1: easy like that like uh, easier mode, or whatever you call it, where you can make like it seems like there are some op- a couple of different options right that uh, make the game more accessible, which to me is very exciting.
0: Right. You can slow down time and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, also coming on Thursday is Dustoff of Rescue Two, Atomic Run gun jump gun. Uh, the, Run the, gun, the, jump gun. The Neo Geo game is World Heroes 2. And then Space Dave. Do you know anything about Space Dave? I don't. What a title, though. <laughs> Great title. Uh, very Great title. Not, not looking into it. <laughs> <laughs> on Friday, January 26th, the new Nintendo 2DS uh, XL Pikachu Edition comes out. And uh, on the 3DS eShop, you can download Pokemon Crystal on the virtual
0: console. Um, did we talk about the 2DS XL Pikachu Edition when it was announced? I don't remember. I don't think we did. It's just, I mean, I, I suppose, what, what would we say at this point uh, other than, like, man, they're still putting out that hardware?
1: Well, and no wonder. Uh, this kind of gets into news, that I didn't include really any of the NPD stuff. Yeah. But, the, like, the 3DS this year sold more than it did last year. So, it's, uh like, it's still a booming platform. Yeah. It's crazy. It's absolutely
0: nuts. I mean, it's it's cheaper than the cheaper than the Switch, right? And people could find it, and it has an amazing year. library. Yeah, absolutely. That includes like all the Pokemon games in the world, <laughs> including uh, uh Crystal, which is now also coming out on Friday. All right, Mark, uh, let's get out of the new releases. Now it's time for 4.33, it's a regular feature on our show. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 4.33, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, I've already forgotten what we said we were going to talk about We're going
1: to... Blah, blah, blah. School dances.
0: School dances. Mm -hmm. Uh, You uh, initially pitched to me prom, and I sort of rolled my eyes. (laughs) A little bit.
1: Yeah. um, Yes and as much as i want to dive into why that was uh it kind of seems uh, antithetical
0: to do so uh, uh well i mean i went to prom 3 times uh uh-huh. hi uh once as a junior once as a senior and then i i went to a friend's prom the year that i was uh, i was living with my parents the year after high school before i went to college had like a year like a gap year um and that one Uh, was probably the best prom because there were no expectations on anyone for anything. I showed up, I looked nice, I had a nice meal, uh, danced a little bit, didn't know anyone there, and was like, all right, I'm out. (laughs) It was great. What was the first school dance you went to? Do you remember? The first school dance I went to? Yeah, like how old you were. I know I went to one in junior high
1: school. Our my like elementary school had school dances for at least sixth graders. Whoa! Yeah, but uh, it but it wasn't like a thing. Like um, it wasn't a. It was like a dance party, not sure. like a sure sure ask sure. somebody out and like show up to this dance right, type right thing. Right.
0: People weren't hooking up. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there were no real expectations to it.
0: So what what was your first?
1: I think my was in seventh or eighth grade. Uh huh. I went. Well, no, actually I don't I went because I had like had to take a picture there for some sort of like school activity, but uh I didn't actually go to the dance. I don't think I went until like the my junior year of high school or something. I went to winter formal.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, dances are weird, right? Like it's a it's a weird thing that like is no there's no like adult parallel to yeah right? I mean I guess like going to weddings is sort of the like the adult version of uh, of a dance
1: oh yeah I guess so because sometimes weddings have the same sort of weird social pressure that school dances do
0: right um well well what do you, what do you mean by that the, the with social pressure that like you have to do things as a group and
1: yeah and there's like know. very like uh uh. I don't know, I, traditions isn't even really the right word. But, you know, like, there are um, very, like, specific aspects mm-hmm. to it that you have to, like, honor in order for it to be, uh, you know, like, the perfect night or whatever. Right.
0: Well, and also, they both have the thing where, like, you have to get very dressed up and you have to pretend to be fancy, but then you're going to spend the last, like, four hours of the night just, like, getting sweaty and dancing. Um, do you like that? Do you like the uh, either part of that equation? No. Uh yeah, I tell you what, renting a tuxedo sucks. Um it's not fun. I'm I mean, I'm sure it's easier than buying a dress, uh but like I hate it. Well, also like when I was a
1: teenager, the last thing I wanted in the world was for anyone to notice me. Yeah, sure. You know, I d- did not you don't want I didn't want to be different at all. And so like going to like a dance where you had to well, oh, well, I guess, I guess we'll never know. I guess
0: we will never know. Um, we were accompanied today by the uh, EBU, uh, your radio, <laughs> that's right. or the <laughs> <laughs> My radio,
1: your radio.
0: No, it's like a Europe radio, <laughs> your radio. I don't know, that orchestra. Mark, let's move into the news. Big news for the week, of course,
1: is Nintendo Labo. Labo. Uh, okay, so what is Nintendo Labo? According to the PR, mm-hmm. it's a new line of interactive build and play experiences that combine do-it-yourself creations with the magic of Nintendo Switch.
0: Uh, yep, and that's that's what it is, right? Nintendo dropped a a trailer on Thursday, um, with just a little bit of a little bit more fanfare than uh, they did their direct the week before, saying. We've got a video for something. It's for kids and kids at heart, um,
1: and it's a new way to like play.
0: Yes, a new a new interactive experience. Uh, careful not to call it a game necessarily, um, but also still kind of ooh, mysterious. Um, so, Labo in in your words, yeah. Uh, what it, is it, Mark?
1: <sighs> it's a craft mm-hmm. kind of. So, it's, like, cardboard mm-hmm. that uh, cardboard kits that you uh, assemble using step-by-step instructions that come on, like, a Wii cart, or presumably can be, I said Wii, but, like, Switch game cart. <laughs> yes. And presumably can be... And I nodded. <laughs> <laughs> presumably can be downloaded from the Switch eShop as well. And it's, like, uh, step-by-step instructions for you to create, like, a, a cardboard something or another, like, the different examples that we were shown were a fishing pole Mm -hmm. or um, a piano, a piano or a little, like uh, you can turn your joy con into a cart or into a car. Yeah. And, um, uh, and it seems like it looks like they take between like 15 minutes and they say approximately like two hours to assemble. And uh, yeah. And then you can like make them do things.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So it seems like it's part, like paper craft and part uh, just sort of like regular construction toy and then part video game, right? Um, that everything that you can build has like some sort of uh, application with the switch. So you're either, you're u- using the features of the Joy-Con. Um, like I don't know if you saw, but like on the remote control car, uh, you put the Joy-Cons in it and then you move it around by using controls on the touch screen of the switch that make the HD rumble like move in very specific ways to make the car go forward. Um, So like the control input is now the actual switch itself and the joy cons are the thing that you're playing with. Um,
1: And then we also saw an example with the like fishing rod. It's kind of like this telescoping Mm -hmm. fishing rod that uh, there, you place the switch vertically. In a little like cradle thing, and there's like an interactive fishing game in there. Yeah. There's a like a dollhouse almost that you build, and you put the Joy-Con into a like crafted cardboard tube type thing, and or it's almost like a um uh like a a bolt. Yeah, At sure. that point, that you like plug into different parts of the house, and and the Switch. Uh, system like the screen is inside the house and it makes it do different things yeah the piano is the craziest one
0: the piano is so cool because it's all again this is all cardboard so like you build this piano with 13 working keys um that are you know must all be like counterweighted or something um and you stick the joy cons in it And the uh, IR sensor, or the IR camera, I guess, um, can read which of the keys is being pushed and at what velocity. Yeah, because of, like,
1: reflective tape that's on the back of the keys or something. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I'm reminded that
1: just probably just a few weeks ago we were talking about uh, new ways to play with the Switch and you know boy they haven't used the ir camera for anything since one two switch har 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 yeah yeah and then now they like the, the technology it seems in this i don't know it's so cool yeah and i never would i never saw it
0: coming yeah it's not just like the technology it's just like the it is also the technology, but just, just like the sheer cleverness. Yeah,
1: the application of the technology in like such a interesting yeah. way that I don't think anybody could have predicted when there was an IR camera on the bottom of one of
0: the right Joy-Con. No one was like, "Oh yeah, we'll be building stuff with like this." <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll build a working piano. Yeah. Um, I so I I think this this stuff is uh is like totally insane. Um, and I'm I think I'm excited about it.
1: I uh, like I don't I have never been a Lego kid I was yeah. never like um uh following like instructions and kits was mm-hmm. never something I that I ever took to but I think the idea behind this is so amazingly clever yeah that even if it's not for me specifically it's like uh I I think it's, an, it's incredibly awesome
0: right so over Christmas this year I, I went to my friend Andrew's parents' house um and you know. Andrew and I have a a history of playing games together, so we, you know, we played some, like, Super Mario Odyssey and, like, some other stuff, but on Christmas Eve day, we got out a puzzle, and we all, like, sat around and, like, worked on a puzzle together, and, you know, it's, like, it's, like, a bunch of 30-somethings, like, hanging out, and, like, it's an activity that you can do, like, kind of quietly and, uh, um, just sort of work together, like, I don't know, this seems, like, it's an activity in and of itself, and then it's a video game after that, um, it just I don't know i I think it could be a really cool, fun way to spend time with people.
1: I also really really admire, and I think it's why Nintendo's my favorite uh video game company, yeah, is because it's such a interesting and unique application of a video game platform to not do video game like to uh do more than that yeah to, it's more than just a cool zelda game it's more than just a cool mario game it's right. a way Mo- to more like, than
0: just possibly the best zelda game <laughs> and the best mario yeah, game like, yeah like you know
1: it's a a way to actually i don't know uh make p- kids build and create and think and uh i just think that's incredibly admirable
0: yeah well i uh was reminded of the uh, and i think we reported on this a couple weeks ago there was a quote from Miyamoto saying that he, when like hiring the new generation, that they were looking to um, get people who weren't just into games, and like this isn't this is evidence of that. Like, yes, there are also like engineers and uh, toy makers, and that you know Nintendo is focused on like fun and like experience, and like that's what Labo is, is an experience. Yeah, and uh, Kimishima,
1: you know, has been before this was announced had been talking a lot about, you know, they were looking forward to introducing new ways to play with the switch. Mm -hmm. And, and that's kind of how they're expecting the switch to ship like so many units this year is because they, uh, they're expecting, they have a lot of, they have high hopes for this. Yeah. And it's um, really cool. It's, I, I don't know. I'm just blown away in a way that I never was by, uh, uh, like steering wheel attachments for the Wii controller, right. or you know, like uh, tennis racket attachments. Yeah,
0: and I, I mean, it really is just the difference of like one of these things is uh, you know, just extra plastic that you attach to your controller, and the other thing is something you have to build. Um, and that the building aspect of it is so like interesting and cool and compelling to me. I don't know. I think it's gonna be a really cool product. I also really like. Um, that it is cardboard and not, like, plastic or, like, blocks or whatever that you're constructing with, it feels like a a strong environmental choice. Um, And it made it, you know, made me remember a a couple things. But one that um, back when the Wii was announced, one of, like, the selling points of the Wii was its low power draw. And I remember thinking, like, who cares? Like, where in the world is someone, like, Oh, my PlayStation Two is drawing too much power. Um, if only the next system draws less power. Um, but like, you know, maybe Nintendo is making these choices to be like, you know, yeah, this could be plastic. It could be like Connects. It could be like, you know, any uh, Lego, anything like that. But like, no, it's cardboard. It's you know, easily recyclable. Right.
1: Like you know, w- uh, we were talking about just yesterday all the um plastic instruments we yeah. had when we were playing rock band and guitar hero all the time and like in in like 2008 the height of that mania and when you were done playing with it when you were bored of it or like didn't want to do it anymore you just had a bunch of plastic crapsing around that what we're gonna do
0: with yeah and, and like that's still sort of the case here that like what are you gonna do with this cardboard recycle piano? it you could recycle it but i mean then you've thrown away the thing which you know Right, it's essentially the same as, like, recycling the, the uh, plastic guitar, right? Yeah. But, uh, or trying to. Uh, yeah, you can't. That's right. the difference. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I, I mean, even, I think there's something cool about, like, you build this piano, and then, like, if you have it out in your house, it's a thing you made, you know? Like, there's, it's not just like, a oh, yeah, that's a controller for, for a game. There's something more to it than that.
1: I also, like, okay, so it comes, there are two different like packages that yeah. uh, Labo is starting with when it ships in April, uh, April 20th. And the first one is uh, the, what they're calling the Variety Kit. Mm-hmm. And it, the uh, price is sixty nine ninety nine. So it comes with the stuff to make the uh, two RC cars, one fishing rod, one house, one motorbike, one piano. And these projects, they estimate, will take from 15 minutes for like the RC cars to two hours for the piano. You know, I said I wasn't like a uh, Lego kid or anything, but I have the attention span to, you know, two hours is not that much anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know what true. I mean? Like if I have two hours. Yeah.
0: Hey, man, look, two hours, we'll just put Predators on TV. <laughs> right. Build a piano. Build a piano in the time it takes you to watch Predators. <laughs> um,
1: and then the second kit is something that we haven't even talked about yet, yeah. where you make a robot suit. Make a robot suit. Out of... Uh, um. Mostly cardboard. cardboard. Yeah. This one is $80. And remember that patent uh from months back that showed probably like a year at this point that showed the switch in like sort of like a VR visor type thing? Yeah. Uh and originally everyone was kind of thinking like, oh, in like a VR environment. Well that basically is what this looks like, where uh part of what you're constructing is a cardboard like visor that, like you, a put helmet. The, yeah. Yeah, that you put the switch into and then there is, um, like a game associated with it.
0: Yeah. Well, I think the game, uh, harkens back to a Nintendo project that was canceled a couple of years ago called uh, project giant robot, or we thought was canceled or that we thought was canceled, uh, or maybe was canceled and is now project giant cardboard, you know? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So like that there, the, this is the one where it seems like the software application has to be like the main draw of it. Um, you know, like uh, a fishing game where like you actually have a fishing pole and like you're actually tugging on stuff, like that the novelty there seems like enough that like the software doesn't have to be that great. But like the giant robot thing, I feel like that's gotta be a meteor experience. Oh, see, uh maybe you for, for, for so? me it's
1: kind of the opposite. It's like a fishing rod with some sort of like fishing game. It's that's just like a that's a carnival game that you would have at Yeah, show sure. like okay. um school functions. But when I was a kid, if I had a robot like you know, like a like Gundam suit, basically, yeah. it's like I wouldn't need the the screen stuff would just be extra. like sure. I would have a Gundam suit that i could could walk around in. like that is awesome to me,
0: yeah. well, are you let's let's delve into this. How do you what do we think these game experiences are actually going to be like? because we don't that that's like that's the part of it that we don't know at all. Um, and like the other part that we don't know at all, really is like, just how well these things work. Um, like it looks cool. Looks like it'll be easy or fun or whatever to put them together. Um, but like, how well does that piano actually respond to? Like how how good is that? Is this uh, an IR IKEA cam?
1: furniture situation where it looks great in the showroom, right? And then you get it home and it's like wobbly, right? And you know, and you
0: go back to the instructions and there's like a picture of like a little guy with his arms crossed, <laughs> and then he's like on the phone with IKEA, and you're like, I'm not gonna call Nintendo. <laughs>
1: uh yeah i think that's the big question yeah you know uh 70 dollars start as a starting price is not
0: and that's just for the variety pack the robot pack is 80 bucks yeah um and you know presumably they each come with their own set of software it's it's not clear to me well not clear to anyone i guess at this point um what form the software takes is it a, a is it a cart that comes with the kit is it a a download code i'm assuming or, it's a game cart. I would, also, I would also i would also assume that but is there like one uh like labo card that has everything on it I don't, or do you think
1: the, well i i would imagine that the uh
0: the robot one has the robot the stuff the robot
1: one has the robot stuff and is maybe a more robust game experience i guess i yeah. don't really base that on no information and that the other one has the uh you know, everything required for the variety pack.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I would hope that it's a more robust experience than each of the other five and the other one, just because it's one versus five and costs $10 more. So, um, and then, uh, on, on top of all this, if you want to buy a Labo customization kit that has like stencils and markers and, uh, stickers and special tape tape and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, that that's, that's 10 bucks. Um, it's, unclear how they how nintendo will handle like replacement sheets of like the cardboard stuff um if that's stuff that people can buy or anything like that i guess because um, like if i you know if i make a piano or whatever and then i, I do want to recycle it um but then i want to build the piano again later i don't think i should have to buy the whole variety pack again in order to do that but
1: And I would assume that that will be a possibility. Yeah, that's just an assumption on my part, right? Uh, I think it's really, really cool. Yeah, it maybe not you know something that I'm going to delve deeply into, but definitely something I'm going to check out, and something that I think is uh, as cliche as it is, like only Nintendo could come up with.
0: Oh, absolutely! Like, yeah, can you imagine another like Microsoft or Sony or anyone else uh, like jumping in to try and do this? Wouldn't make any sense. It wouldn't make any sense. Uh, in other Nintendo news, (laughs) there are
1: rumors that a new 2D Metroid is in the early stages of development. Okay. Um, Reset Era poster. Uh, Moco Lostrocolos.
0: Okay. (laughs) Moco Lostrocolos.
1: Uh, recently posted that a new game is in the works, and they have a pretty good track record hinting that a remake of Metroid 2 was in development way back in 2016. Okay. Um, so, Samus Return seems like it was reasonably successful. It showed up on the NPD's 3DS Best Sellers of 2017, just after the Pokemon games and Mario Maker. And was the Game Awards Handheld Game of the Year. Yes. Um, and, you know, I don't know. It's I, I guess it's impossible to know how 3DS software sold this year um, in general. But... With Samus Returns being pretty well received mm-hmm. uh, commercially and critically, it makes sense to me that Mercury Steam would just like kind of move on to a new 2D a Metroid new, a project. New Metroid. Yeah. Uh,
0: is that because at, at the time, remember when uh, Samus Returns came out, that uh, there was talk of Mercury Steam originally wanting to do a remake of Fusion? Yeah. Um, and uh, so, what do you think? Do you think that's a possibility?
1: No, my hope is that it's not a remake, and that a remake is kind of like learning the ropes of a Metroid sure. game, you mm-hmm. know, and like understanding the mechanics and all that kind of stuff. Metroid Five, and then we move on to Metroid Five. Metroid Five, yeah, that's that's my uh, that's my dream.
0: Other M two,
1: <laughs> my other dream. <laughs> other we... other N, yeah, <laughs> that would be the one after other M, right? <laughs> Um, Warner Brothers announced Scribblenauts Showdown coming March sixth for forty dollars with, uh, three main modes. So Scribblenauts for yes. um, is somebody who is maybe not familiar with the franchise is a series of games that I believe began on the Nintendo DS. I think that's correct. And uh, kind of the. Yeah, I think it's a platformer and kind of the draw
0: of the, or like a puzzle game. Yeah. It's a puzzle it's, it's game. It's more right? puzzle game. Yeah. So do have, you haven't played any no, of them. No. Okay. Yeah. So you play as Maxwell, um, and you go into a, a level and your goal is always to collect the star in that level. Um, and, uh, you've got sort of limited control over Maxwell. Uh, in a lot of the games you have to like, just use the touch, uh, screen that there aren't any like left and right, um, D pad controls, I guess is what I'm trying to say. um, but the, the way you solve all these puzzles is by um, summoning objects by just writing the word. Um, so uh, if, if uh, there's a star up in a tree and you want to get up in that tree, you write ladder, a ladder appears and he climbs it. Um, and it's all very like physics based and rules based. Um, and the vocabulary of these things is huge, right? Like you can, if you're like, uh, how am I going to get to the top of that tree? Cherry picker. or like falcon or like almost anything you write it's going to actually like populate it and put it in there um and there have been a bunch of these games uh including um a version that had like nintendo characters in it there's a a dc one that has like batman and stuff um and like scribble knots unlimited which lets you put adjectives on things so like you know, you're not just summoning Batman, you're summoning Batman on fire. Or, you know, it's it's not just a dog, it's a slippery dog. Uh, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> slippery dog and Batman on fire were the fir- first two things I could think of. Um, but uh, I don't really know about this um, uh, Scribble Notch uh, showdown.
1: Yeah, so it seems to be uh, more multiplayer focused than maybe some of the other titles. Okay. has three main modes, uh, showdown versus and sandbox. In Showdown, you, uh, up to four players face off and, uh, you know, they're, it's a card-based strategy game. So, uh, minigames require, well, this is the PR, minigames require unleashing the best object or character from the vast Scribble Outs dictionary of over 30,000 words to outsmart an opponent. Action-oriented, speedy minigames reward the player who completes a given challenge first a board game-style map displays players' progress. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay, so a lot of different little modes there. Um, or within the, the showdown uh, part of it. Um, then the, uh, part of the, the versus mode again, back to the little PR blurb here. Two players can go head-to-head in more than 25 minigames that vary in every session. In the minigames, uh, the, the minigames can also be enjoyed single-player. Versus mode allows continuous play of games by shuffling players into game after game for nonstop fun. This, I think this is the one that they're like advertising it with where, um, it shows Maxwell and like another scribble knot, um, in a game of rock, paper, scissors. So like one of them writes rock and, scissors and then rock rock obviously beats scissors paper beats rock and then like but flamethrower beats paper <laughs> that's funny uh, and then like dalmatian beats uh flamethrower because the dalmatian has like a fire hose it's a fire <laughs> dog um so yeah if it's if it's just sort of like that like logic puzzle of like your opponent plays this what can you do to neutralize that that's that's pretty cool
1: yeah that's pretty fun and then finally sandbox mode again going back to the pr uh, the Scribblenauts series Cherished Creative Playground allows one or two players to solve objectives in eight new levels by summoning an object they, any object they can imagine and earn hidden starites and achievements.
0: Yeah, I apologize. They're not stars. They're <laughs> starites.
1: Players can also let their imaginations run wild by unleashing whatever objects they th- can think of and watching them interact in unexpected ways.
0: Um, so it's interesting, uh, that you pulled this for, uh, like a, a news item. We don't always talk about like new game announcements.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, just this one scribble Dots is a series that I've just always, even though I haven't played one thought was really cool and interesting way yeah. back on just like the DS day, the idea that you could scribble out any, um, pretty much any word that you could think of. Right. And have it, have the developers have also thought of that.
0: Yeah, well, and, like, it's not even necessarily a matter of them, like, having thought, like, obviously they have to think of the 30,000 words that are in this dictionary, whatever, Um, but, like, that there is no intended solution, there's no single solution for, um, you know, a a given problem, which feels like, and I know that's, like, what a lot of games and, like, uh, video game platforms are, like, aiming for at this point, is having that sense of freedom, right? Um, but it's a very Nintendo Switch thing. Well,
1: and also feels so much like
0: what I enjoyed in Breath of the Wild. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and that's, for, for me, one of the things that was so cool about Breath of the Wild and playing it on Switch was that Switch lets you play however you want. You want to play in front of your TV, you want to play in your bedroom, you want to play on the train, whatever. Like, those are, you can play it, you can play the video game however you want, and then when you're in the video game, you can play that however you want. Um, and Scribblenauts just seems at home with that. So, yeah, it's a, it's a cool little synthesis there.
1: A couple of weeks ago, media outlets were being asked for review blurbs about The Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds. And uh, that led to some speculation of a re-release of the 3DS game or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out Nintendo was prepping it for a new line of Nintendo Selects. Uh, Super Mario 3D Land, Ultimate NES Remix, and Link Between Worlds will become available for $20 each starting February 3rd.
0: And those are all real good games. Yeah,
1: once again, 3DS has a killer, killer, killer library.
0: And it's just a little bit more affordable. I'm definitely going to be picking up uh, the NES Remix. Um, I have both of the Remix games on uh, the Wii U, um, but I seldom turn that thing on anymore. And uh, they're, they're just such fun like little time wasters. Um, you, if, do you know the games? Have you played them at all? No, uh, we've talked about it in the past, but oh, why okay. don't you... Yeah, uh, it's, so they're, they're, it basically takes chunks from NES games, um, it, like individual discrete little challenges, like seven seconds of gameplay, 12 seconds of gameplay, and just like presents you with just that little bit of challenge and then makes you do it as fast or as efficiently as you can. And then you get like a little score and then it shoots you to the next challenge. Um, So it's really cool. There's something like 20 or 30 between uh, both versions of the game, which the ultimate collection here is both. Um,
1: And what are like examples of the challenges?
0: So examples of the challenges will be like, uh, so like um, level one, three of super Mario brothers, which is the, the flying cheap, cheap level. Um, Or no, maybe that's anyway, it's some level like that where uh, the, the fish are jumping out and flying at you where uh, it, doesn't let you stop holding right. Um, so you're always running to the right, um, and you just have to get through the level like that. Um, it's something that'll take you 17 seconds if you do it right. Um, or, uh, you know, it can't take you longer because you're always running to the right. Um, so, like, that. that's one, or, like, it'll make you fight a boss in Super Mario Brothers 2, or, um, you know, find a, a, a an entrance to a cave in The Legend of Zelda. Or anything like that. It, it's all really, really cool stuff like that. And every now and then it's like, here's a thing from Clue Clu Land you don't want to do. <laughs> or like, here's something from NES Golf, which you don't understand. Um, but by and large, it's, a, it's an excellent um, collection of just like little micro, um, micro challenges from NES games
1: then finally uh, Netflix's Castlevania series is coming back with an additional eight episodes this summer
0: double the order
1: uh, so seems like we'll have uh, we'll have to have Colin back on the show. I don't, to, he, didn't, he didn't watch all the episodes last time. <laughs> I know. So should we have him back? Th- th- this time? He can watch the rest of the episodes he didn't mm-hmm. see, mm-hmm. and then he can watch these eight. Because if he didn't watch four, he's definitely going to watch double the amount.
0: Didn't we decide that uh, like the fourth one was where it got good again? Yes. So that's why I'm excited for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one and four were really good. Uh huh. Two and three, uh, whatever. They are kind of dragging. Pretty sure I fell asleep. <laughs> but yeah, we'll have Colin back for that. Yeah. I Colin. mean, and
1: I was sco- super skeptical of mm-hmm. the series, but I really ended up liking those first and last episodes. And hey, that's, so.
0: that's half of the series. <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs> that's not bad. So if four of these next eight can be decent, that's, uh, that's all we need. All right, Mark, let's move out of the news. And that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, We mentioned it at the top, but if you could please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, that helps us a lot uh, with visibility. People can find us, and then they're listening to the same same show you are. Uh, then we're all part of one big successful thing together. <laughs> uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at NinCart Society, and the Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. If you like Mark and Mind's opinions, we write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape at Betty. You can get more of his music by going to com or by listening right now. For my co host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers, same Labo. And thanks for listening. What's a creative podcast network?